0: Sorry, I can't, don't hate me. This is our third week and we're super excited. This week we'll be reviewing season one, episode three, titled Bay of Married Pigs. So before we kick it off, Kristen, how was your week? What were your highs and lows? Who are you channeling this week?
1: Ooh, who am I channeling this week? <laughs> um, you know, it's been, it's in New York, it's just been kind of cold and snowy. So, I mean, I guess my highs, I went to a friend's birthday party on Saturday, which was really fun. She was doing a sweet 16 in your thirties and like really went all out as a sweet 16 party. So that was pretty fun. And of course it was funny because there were only a few of us, but at one point in the night, all the girls were sitting together and all the guys were standing together in a corner. And We were like, Oh, I hope they don't ask us to dance with them. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That was fun. Um, But yeah, then the lows are just January in, I mean, I guess in anywhere, but especially in New York, it's gray, COVID is here, it's snowing, there's really not that much going on and you kind of don't want there to be much going on. So not that exciting. Um, I'm not really feeling any of the gals too much. But I think gotta that, pick. I know. I think in my heart, I'm most like a Carrie. So I'm going to go with Carrie this week just because she has frizzy hair and is kind of the messiest of all of them. And that's just me. So I'm going all with right. Carrie I carry this week. You love what ab- to see that. Um, what about you?
0: Let's see. Um, honestly, kind of the same here. It hasn't been like a super eventful week. Uh, I think the high would be that we had a long weekend,
1: which was nice. You love a long weekend. I didn't um, have a long weekend.
0: Really? <laughs>
1: no. Wow, that's
0: honestly yeah. rude. I'm it, sorry to hear is, that.
1: It is rude. That's very rude. That might be my love of the week. <laughs> Kristen is revising. For loan Working <laughs> while everyone else is enjoying that Monday. Yeah. Well, I had Monday off.
0: Like I didn't even do anything that exciting, um, but it was just like nice to not have to. I didn't uh, have to, have to wake up like I did. I sure didn't. Also this weekend, my friend came over and we cooked together and that was really nice. Ooh. So it was a, it was a nice long weekend. Uh, low for the week, I think. Just honestly, more of the same. Like again, it's January. It's cold. It's COVID. Yeah. Um, I had like because I'm going out of town. I only had two work week or work days this week, and
1: that really just kind of like threw everything off. <laughs> so really it, super annoying. Only having to work two days, you more had to cram five days of work into two days. Yeah, more or less, more or less, but
0: I'm looking forward to going back to LA tomorrow and seeing some of my old friends there, seeing my aunt and uncle. So spoiler alert, that will be my high for next week. <laughs> that's that's going to be in eat. to hear
1: how it pans out. Oh man, what am I going to try and do this weekend to
0: compete? <laughs>
1: uh,
0: uh, who is I channeling this week? Let's see. Um, I don't know. I just feel like nothing exciting really happened this week for me to be like, I'm really channeling one gal over another. So I'm going to say Charlotte, just because as you know, I kind of think she's the bland one and it's been a bland week. So we're channeling Charlotte. Oh, also I cooked this weekend, which is domestic and seems there like something Charlotte would be into. So. Having a Charlotte week. All right, Charlotte. <laughs> All righty. Well, let's jump into the episode recap. Uh, again, titled Bay of Married Pigs for our avid listeners. Um, I think we had like 25 this past week for
1: our like premiere. So that was exciting. Oh Zero and growing, like Kristen said. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Why was that not the high for both of us this week? We premiered. Our first episode yesterday. You know
0: what? That's true. We both revise we both
1: revised revised our
0: high for the week. It was that we released our our podcast yesterday and 25 people listened to it. Actually, we don't even know if they like really listened or if they just hit play and listened for like a second. But I'm gonna be optimistic and say 25 people listened. Um, And we're super excited to just like keep on rolling. But for our listeners, here's the deal. If you have not seen the episode and you don't want spoilers, then, you know, turn this podcast off now, but please come back. We, we still want you to listen, but watch the episode. Also, if you just want to listen to the podcast and you don't really care about watching the episode, that's also fine. We'll give you a very detailed description. So the choice is yours. Choose wisely. (laughs) Okay. So time for the recap. All right. It starts out, Carrie is kind of doing her little monologue talking about single women uh, versus married women. Uh, She goes to the Hamptons with friends who are a couple Patience and peter and basically they're having a nice dinner whatever um but she kind of says like oh yeah when you're friends with like married couples and they you know have you stay with them you have to basically work for your supper meaning that you have to tell you know a bunch of stories about being single and all of your like sex ex- escapades uh, because obviously married people are bored. So she stays the night, she wakes up the next morning, walking to the bathroom and who does she run into? But Peter, and he is in full Winnie the Pooh mode. So <laughs> yeah, you don't know what Winnie the Pooh mode is. It is basically when you have a shirt but absolutely no bottoms on no pants, no underpants, nothing, just full,
1: full front pooing pooing it out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So that is very awkward. They literally have a conversation. That's like, just, you know, small talk, like, you know, how's it going? How'd you sleep? And this man is just like in front of her dick out. So it, From my perception, it did not seem like it was even remotely sexual. Like the guy just seemed like he just really didn't give a shit. But when Patience gets back, Carrie tells her that this has happened and um, is like kind of laughing about it just because it is a weird thing and also didn't really seem like super sexual or anything and makes a a crack like congratulations, like implying, you know, that peter is well petered i guess Um, (laughs) so patience is very extreme and she kicks carrie out she sends her home and i thought that was funny that that was why she got sent home because carrie was also as she does, just smoking cigarettes indoors. Okay. In their fancy Hamptons house. We'll get to the commentary later.
1: I'm (laughs) dying. I'm dying to comment. I know. I know.
0: Okay. So Carrie gets back to the city. She grabs lunch with the gals. She gives them a recap. They're all just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, do you think he wanted you to see it? All this. And she was like, honestly, I don't think so. But like, it's weird that she picked me out because this happened. Uh, And I have to say, I agree, but basically they determined that there is a cold war going on, hence the name Bay of Married Pigs. There's a cold war going on between marrieds and singles. So (laughs) there's a lot of analysis between the, the gals in this conversation uh, I think Samantha's the one that says, like, oh, married women hate single women because they think mm-hmm. that single women are going to sleep with their husbands. And then there's like Miranda who's like, no, what it really is, is married women pity single women because they don't have a partner. And they're kind of going back and forth. There's a weird scene with the waiter and crushed pepper. Yeah. And it's like, is strategically placed to look like it's in front of his, um, his genitals. (laughs) And, you know, Samantha, of course, being the very sexual one is like, oh yes, give us more crushed pepper. Um, yeah. And so there's, there's another montage of like women. Uh, it's basically a mix of single, and married women, and they're kind of giving opposing viewpoints wait, of like
1: wait. what yes. the war is in about. I have to jump in because okay. is this the talking head part? Yes. So, my favorite scene of the episode, I watched it three times with really? the guy. I went back to watch him again because <laughs> I, I loved his performance. The guy who was like, he was like a, a working class guy. And he was like, me and my buddy, we used to hang out all the time. Now we only see each other in the Super Bowl. But then she he married a girl who doesn't like me. And now we only see each other at the Super Bowl. He was like the perfect amount of like bro and whiny. I just loved his performance so much.
0: <laughs> it was pretty funny.
1: Props to that um, guy.
0: Yeah. So anyway, yes, it's the talking heads thing. Again, breaking the fourth wall. And again, I do not care for that, but they're still
1: doing it. So we'll see how long that carries on. You can tell they're kind of like fading it out.
0: yeah. So, next scene, we see Carrie walking with Stanford, her gay BFF. Um, and <laughs> here's one comment I'll make Stanford's outfit was noticeably less awful than the last two, although yeah. he was wearing a pretty goofy hat. But I was uh, like, okay, thank goodness he's, you know, leveling
1: up a little bit because
0: those suits the past couple of weeks have been. Truly a horror. We, I
1: think that's the thing we have to do. Stanford shirt check now in every episode.
0: <laughs> I know he one set a really two. bad.
1: He set a really bad precedent for
0: himself. He did. So anyway, Stanford and Carrie are walking down the street. They run into a man, and I'm unclear. Like my takeaway was that this man was one of Carrie's exes, but he is now like not now gay, I'm sure he was always gay, but like he's now out and gay and with a male partner. And my takeaway was that it was like one
1: of Carrie's exes or something. Did
0: you? I don't know
1: if they were like they ever hooked up. I feel like it's just, she knows a lot of people in the Mm -hmm. city. So I feel like it was just somebody that she met for something. I don't know. It didn't seem awkward, but he did make a big deal about him being gay now. Yes. He sure heard Yeah. So they run into him
0: and he's like, oh my gosh, it's so crazy that like, we're running into you. You would be perfect for this. And this guy and his partner are like, oh my gosh, yeah, she would be perfect. Doing one of those things that I really hate, like talking about someone right in front of them, like they're not there. Um, <laughs> and basically they're like, we're trying to start a family now. Don't worry, though. We already have a surrogate, but we would love for you to be the egg donor, Ugh. which
1: is weird. Ugh. That's so I don't weird.
0: Know. Like, it didn't seem like she was close enough to merit that level of request.
1: I mean, at so, least take a girl out for dinner first before you ask for right, her just eggs. On the street? On the street? Here's my have card. Some, Give me your eggs. Yeah. Have some, for
0: me? have some Dakarum. Have some Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Carrie's commentary here is basically like she's at the point where because she's single and in her 30s she's like not even considered a person anymore but an egg farm and that is really annoying for her and I feel for her um next scene Miranda is at some sort of like work softball or baseball game thing some sort of work outing involving sports One of her colleagues decides to set her up on a blind date, and she kind of like reluctantly is like, yeah, yeah, sure. She meets her blind date, and her blind date is a woman named Sid, and she's like, this is awkward because I am not a lesbian. So she goes and tells the guy that sets her up, and he's like, oh, sorry, I just never saw you with a man before, so I just like assumed you were a lesbian, which is so rude like there's nothing wrong with being a lesbian but like why would you just assume that just because you've never seen someone with a man and also like if you see someone with a man they could also just be friends and they're actually a lesbian like i don't know the like, whole thing was, like, so why rude.
1: is a co-worker thinking at all about your sexual preferences <laughs> Oh, yes. Like, that's not something you need to be concerned
0: about. And number two, like, why do you give a shit if your coworker is single? Like, who cares? So, anyway, Sid seems like a nice enough gal, though. And they decide to, you know, just hang out still, whatever. And they, I guess somehow the two of them managed to win the game in some sort of,
1: I I don't, you know, in some sort of sports thing. I don't know. um, She's a nineties lesbian. She's got to be good at sports. Right. And so
0: she Miranda then gets invited by one of the partners at the law firm she works at to a dinner party. And the implication is that she is invited because she is part of a couple and he has not been let in on the news that she is not a lesbian. So instead of, you know, clearing that up right there, Miranda's like, yeah, we'll be there. And so it's like, Oh okay, that's weird, but she goes along with it. Meanwhile, in another scene, Carrie goes to lunch with her friends, David and Lisa. She says they're her favorite couple friends. However, they do like a surprise setup for her. So she is eating lunch, none the wiser, when their friend Sean also shows up. And... Sean seems like a nice enough guy and they're like yeah this is obviously a setup so they end up having lunch together Sean is like clearly like a relationship guy very much seems like he wants to get married and settle down and they just kind of like very quickly go on a ton of dates which you know as an adult now I know is a huge red flag But they got like five dates in like 10 days or something like that. He had just bought a new apartment. So he's having a housewarming party and he invites Carrie and is like, hey, bring your friends. So since Sean is single, the implication here is that he will have single friends at this party. So that is the pretense that um, Carrie kind of gives when she invites Charlotte and
1: Samantha, Miranda cannot come because she's at the dinner party. Um, <laughs> I do love this scene. I won't comment any further than that, but I, I love how they yeah. show up in fancy dresses and it's all just like couples standing yeah. around in like pantsuits.
0: Yeah, exactly. They get there Oops. and it's all couples. And the way they, <laughs> they did this in the show was really funny. It was like not even like couples talking to each other. It was just like <laughs> literally a bunch of couples only talking to their like partner which is like psychotic why would you do that at a party but okay so Charlotte and Samantha are rightfully very irritated by this and like the party's fucking boring
1: Uh, so
0: Samantha just starts taking tequila shots
1: (laughs) I love Um,
0: that (laughs) I know and it is revealed that one of the reasons she's taking the tequila shots is because she has had relations with multiple of these married <laughs> men, and was like, "I never thought I would see these people again." And it's unclear on whether, when she had relations with them, whether she knew they were married or not. But truly, that's not really her problem. She, doesn't, if she didn't did think she care was going to see them. Again. It's like, she doesn't, and it's not something I would personally partake in unless, you know, there are arrangements in the marriage and everything is honest and open, but I also am like, eh, it's not my job to like make this man not cheat on his wife.
1: Right, exactly. Um, So
0: anyway, Sean um, is continuing to just come on really strong with Carrie and, you know, because they are seemingly coupled up, everyone starts treating Carrie really differently and like seemingly with more respect. And he's, you know, giving them a tour of the apartment. He's like, yeah, this is my office, but one day it's going to be a room for kids and then he picks up this like creepy, like, what do you call those things? The things they dangle over baby cribs, like mobiles um, or something. I think
1: it's a baby mobile. Yeah. A
0: baby mobile. He's like, yeah, I bought this when I was in California or something. And it's super weird because the mobile is like literally just a bunch of human, like non-cartoon angel faces. And I'm like, why? Ugh. Uh, they leave the room. Carrie runs into Patience and Peter again from the beginning. And they're like, oh, my gosh, Sean told us you guys were dating. And, like, we're so excited for you. And, like, Patience seemingly has, um, you know, changed her entire, st- her entire tune. Also, I realize I've said seemingly a million times. But not all is what it appears, you know. Oh. Um, so Patience has changed her tune. But then Samantha comes up. And she's like, oh, wait, I've heard about you guys. And then she remembers that Carrie told her the story about Peter's Peter. And she starts like laughing hysterically. And that, again, ruins <laughs> Carrie and Patience's friendship, probably for good this time. I mean, that's fair. Yeah.
1: Uh, so the next scene
0: shows Miranda and Sid leaving the party. Uh, It seems that like they've had a really nice time. And Miranda is talking to the partner. I think she was like already leaving and then she sees the partner and goes back. Um, The law partner, I should specify. And she's like, hey, just like an FYI, like I'm not actually a lesbian. And I called this like the second he invited them. I was like, this man and his wife are probably people collectors. Like they just want to have people that will make them seem more interesting. And he's like, oh, no big deal. Like whatever, you know, it's fine. And (laughs) he says, you know, my wife will be disappointed because like she was really looking forward to adding a lesbian couple to our social circle. Uh, So Miranda leaves the party. She is having this like internal monologue, I would say that Carrie is voicing over basically being like, oh my gosh, my life would be so much easier if I was coupled up, even if it was like, not with a man. So she tries to kiss Sid and she's like, nope, that's not me. I am not gay. And Sid is like, yeah, no, that was bad. You are not gay. Um, So that was kind of Funny, but also a little weird. You should probably just like ask someone. Before. Yeah,
1: she definitely did get Sid's consent. And she's obviously being a really good sport. Yeah,
0: like, Sid is being a good I'm sport. not a
1: lesbian, but also we're totally going to my boss's dinner party as a couple. Right, right. Um, and I think
0: Sid kind of thought it was like a funny joke at first. And then Samantha took it to the next level. Samantha Miranda. Oh, sorry uh, I keep mixing up the names, not Samantha. Um, Miranda took it to the next level. So anyway, flashes back, Charlotte and Samantha are leaving the party because Samantha is out of control, drunk from all of her tequila shots. Love this mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlotte is like, you're coming in with me. Cause like you're too drunk to go anywhere. And like, you can sleep on my couch. They get to the, um, apartment, Charlotte's apartment. And Samantha starts kind of like flirting with the doorman who was actually pretty cute, I would say. Yeah. And Charlotte's like, oh no, none of that. You're coming with me. So then Samantha wakes up in the middle of the night, very horny still.
1: Drunk <laughs> and, and horny. Goes,
0: yeah, drunk and horny. She goes downstairs. The doorman is smoking a cigarette. She's wearing like this long black coat. Um, he's smoking a cigarette and she's like, can I have a cigarette? And he's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Gives her a cigarette. And then she goes, can I have a kiss? And she like opens her coat and she's like literally just wearing lingerie. I have to say, I've said this before. Kim Cattrall looks fucking great though. She had a does. smoking pod. Like never in my dreams will I ever have that body. And that's okay. <laughs> different bodies for different people. That is all right. Um, and yeah, so she ends up, basically bringing him back to Charlotte's apartment, hooking up with him. And then he's leaving the next morning when Charlotte wakes up and um, Charlotte's like, what is going on? And he's like, yeah, sorry, this happened. And she kicks him out. Uh, And then the last scene, I think this is the last scene or one of the last scenes. um, Carrie is still at the house with Sean, it's the party is kind of died down. She's getting ready to leave. And he's like, no, you should stay. And she's basically just like, yeah, I have to break up with you because you like very clearly want to be married um, and are coming on way too strong. And yeah, I just don't think that's for me right now, which is fair. Good on her for doing that. He kind of like you know, he's kind of just like bemoaning the fact that allegedly all of these women want to be married and then you show interest in getting married and then they don't want to marry you. And it's like, yeah, dude, because no one wants to marry someone that's desperate, but okay. Um, so Carrie then decides to set Sean up with Charlotte, which I have to say is a much nicer setup. That's what setup setup Absolutely. That one makes sense. I will never, ever forget the Skipper Miranda setup because it was so offensive. But this was a much better match, in my opinion. And I was like, oh, that's kind of fair. So Charlotte and Sean go on a few dates. I think it's a similar trajectory as it was with Carrie. They go on a bunch of dates in a short period of time. And then they're looking at, um, they're looking at like China, like dishware. And he likes, a pattern that she really hates and then she just breaks up with him because of that which is very silly if you ask me like you want to get married so badly but then like that's the reason you're going to break up with someone
1: like I guess that was just supposed to be one of the jokes from this episode yeah but (laughs) it's like well that's not really Charlotte's character like she was feeling his apartment and like she liked the chair and his office and his baby mobile. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They have the same, they have the same vibes, but to throw it away because of that, I don't know. It was weird.
0: Yeah. So, it's really yeah. silly. Like okay. the style, your interior design style should not be like a decision-making factor about who you want to spend your life with. Like you will come to a compromise between two things that you both like, right. And you'll find that like happy medium. Like no one's going to be like, no, you can't. I mean, some people might, but most people are not going to be like, no, we can't ever be together because we have different tastes and like china patterns and i like, guess
1: the idea was like they were perfect for each other but she just it just wasn't a match like it was maybe was just, I like the metaphor for the relationship but
0: maybe i don't know i don't, I don't just, know that was not what i took it, away but it, maybe it I weird it. i was like this is weird and like for someone so picky and like wanting to settle down this seems like a silly reason to end our
1: relationship so anyway that is the recap i think that's the very end the last scene is carrie's like doing her narrative about maybe married couples don't hate singles but oh, at the end of the day it's really great to go ha- see a movie with your single friend yes and they're, yes they're all hanging out together i'm sorry i forgot that's yeah funny. they all went
0: to the movies and i actually liked that ending I, did too. I just say overall of the episodes we've watched this one has definitely been my favorite favorite I enjoyed
1: this episode
0: yeah I uh, didn't want to kill myself watching it the second time
1: like I did with the last one so it definitely had some cringe moments but a lot less and overall it was like the other two I just didn't really think were that funny this one had some, some pretty good like laughs relatable kind of stuff
0: I would agree I would agree overall I liked this one the best so far There was definitely still some problematic things happening. Oh, for sure, for sure. Number one, to me, was just, there's still that, like, toxicity of pitting women against each other, like, singles versus um, marrieds, and, like, on one hand, I kind of get it, but it's also, like... I I just don't like that theme of like women hating other women that just keeps coming up in this show. So I'm hoping that gets toned down eventually as well. I can say like, there was definitely a good amount of stuff that I related to being a single gal. Like, I think one of my biggest pet peeves is like when non-single people and friends look down on you because you're single or like they pity like that happens more often than you would think and it's like super annoying to me I I also hate when people are like oh I know someone I can set you up with like Mm -hmm. no thank you like I'm not interested and like I'm not single just like and sad
1: I've not met a single man yet right
0: well it's like one of those things where it's like I'm single because I don't want to be with just anybody I want to be with somebody that adds value to my life and like if someone doesn't add value to my life I'd rather just be by myself
1: so that was one of the things where I was like oh yeah I can definitely relate to that and I think for for our podcast listeners we should remind them that we are friends um yes the entirety of our friendship I've been married I've been married for going on nine years now um, and Megan has she's had bouts of relationships but mostly, mostly single been single. and is currently single so I think we are uniquely qualified to review this episode
0: yeah I agree and I just I will say I don't feel like that kind of sense of animosity that they were definitely implying
1: between like me and my coupled friends well I also think that this is like and maybe it is just written dramatically for this episode, but I think that this is kind of a 90, like a, a pre new millennium thing because yeah. cohabitation is so common now. And it yeah. really was not the norm. Like when I was younger, like when I first moved in with my now husband, when we were just, just dating, it was sort of like, oh, are you going to tell your parents about that? And now I feel like everybody, you are dating somebody and it's like, oh, we're moving in together. And it's like, oh, that's the natural next step. Mm-hmm. So I don't really think that was a next step because when I think about my friends now, I mean, some are married, a lot of people are just cohabitating. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I mean, I guess that's essentially married, but to me, it's yeah. more like- people who get married to have children are really the ones that, that sort of pull away from you. Like I'm a, I'm a married person, but once my friends move to the suburbs and have kids, I do get the same sort of, every time you talk to them, this uh, subtext is like, well, when are you having kids and moving to the suburbs?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's true. I also like, just the way I think about relationships now is not like married or single. I think of like people that are coupled versus not
1: right um, yeah.
0: or thruppled or whatever else or <laughs> or you know and a polycule whatever's <laughs> going on or whatever makes you happy uh-huh. but anyway I yeah I feel like so that's the other thing to kind of like take into consideration with this show right like they're sometimes touching on valid points but obviously, because it's a TV show, it has to be really exaggerated to like really, you know, make sure everyone gets this, right? Um, so that was kind of my takeaway from this. Like, yes, this is like a real thing and a real issue. Um, Do you feel but it's like it's definitely like exaggerated
1: for entertainment value? <laughs> Do you feel like you're at war with married couples?
0: No, I I started saying this earlier and then I got sidetracked. I have never felt any animosity towards like my coupled friends. Like, I can't tell you the number of times I've been a third wheel and like it truly, I
1: mean, you're often a third wheel when you hang out with me. And then. No, I'm
0: like often a third deal with a lot of my friends. I'm like, that's fine. I don't really don't care.
1: Like, But I'm I, saying again... it obviously doesn't bother you because we're best friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, if it, if it did, I guess that's, that's sort of the thing that I'm noticing about this show as we watch more episodes. I don't know if the right, like, I feel like the writers are revealing themselves to not have any true friendships because- Maybe like I don't think the gals are necessarily good friends and like it, the party that they were at with all the couples the issue wasn't just that they were couples it's that they were weird like the one guy yeah. was talking to Samantha in what was a funny scene about stocks. about stocks and then his wife was like I'm his wife like you go to a party and you're not gonna let your husband talk to anyone and I mean Samantha oh, right. was hot but like yeah, but her husband my was also, yeah like her
0: husband was also a fucking dork like she's not right. going like, home with him calm down like,
1: like that was a <laughs> lame party because there were lame people there not because yeah they no, were that, all party, in couples. that party
0: definitely was lame
1: I mean like
0: I said I don't have animosity towards my coupled friends but I can see in a situation where you're at a party and everyone's coupled like sometimes that does feel weird
1: Oh, Um, no, I, I do agree, but I think these couples were just like, we're
0: literally only talking to each other, which is insane. Like
1: you guys talk to your,
0: talk to each other constantly, you know, in theory, because you're married and live together. Like, why wouldn't you want to talk to like people outside of your marriage in a platonic way? I don't know. That was like, that party was a weird on all accounts. Um, And it was like Sean so desperately wanted to be a couple at that party, which is really embarrassing for him. But Peter's situation was like weird and probably okay. problematic, but I mostly just thought it was funny. And I think it was really extreme for patients to like kick Carrie out for that reason. I mentioned this before. Carrie's literally smoking cigarettes in their Hamptons house. I could
1: not believe that.
0: Like while they're eating dinner and like you kick her out because your husband was being weird.
1: So That's here's it. what I, I don't know. I watched it twice. So the first time that I watched, you watched that it episode, three times, you said I watched it three times. Well, I watched the, the first half three times because I wanted to see my favorite guy again. So <laughs> I, I did watch this scene three times. You're right. Um, okay. But the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, so this is a thing that he does that the wife was like did you whip it out again and he's like nope just an accident and she was like embarrassed slash you need to leave carrie because like me and my husband have to have a fight because he's like a pervert but then the second time when you see like the party part i'm like wait is she mad because she thinks carrie is peeping on her hot husband no i think she was like mad at her husband
0: but was like directing it at carrie because okay. that's easier than having a fight with your husband about him yeah. being weird okay, and like so. walking around 20 the pooh style just like, like my takeaway she was she was actually mad at her husband but was like misdirecting it at carrie because the show loves to just like propagate women hating women women
1: you you're you called it i yeah. do think carrie handled it well though She was just like in shock and like okay whatever and then it's like well instead of making it a thing you're just going to tell your friend the wife yeah also like tell your
0: it's like good she told her friend because then it's like if she's hiding it like it seems like there's something to hide right exactly I actually supported all of Carrie's actions in this I maybe wouldn't have made the joke the congratulations joke but. She obviously was doing that just to like. She break was trying to, she was bit. trying to break the tension. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, patience. I mean, listen, we all want to connect with the Hamptons house. I tried for years to find one and I never did. <laughs> <laughs> but like Carrie is better off with patience out of her life. And Peter yeah. just seems like kind of a a dullard. <laughs> yeah
1: um <laughs> and what did you think of the scene when she was describing her taxi cab confession and they were all like Ooh, ah. oh
0: I'm so glad you asked me that because that was something I want to bring up one thing I do it's not as extreme as this again the show is an exaggeration one thing I do have with a lot of my coupled friends is like because I'm single, like, they want to hear about all the dates and stuff I go on, and, like, all the guys that I date, like, they yeah. want to, like, live vicariously through me in a way, even though they don't actually want to date, right, like, they're no,
1: obviously No, because that's in what relationships, you, you want to, I mean, because I'm, I saw that scene, and while I don't think I'm, like, tell me about,
0: yeah, like, the nitty-gritty
1: The details. nitty-gritty, I am, like, wanting to hear about your dates and see your yeah. profile, and, like, there is something about that that's, like, well, I want the best of both worlds. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. have to go through it, but it's, I like the excitement of it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I could see why it seems like Carrie was like, "Ah, oh, this is like an annoying thing that I have to do for me. And I could see why people would feel that way. For me, I'm more than happy to divulge all of the details <laughs> of my dates. Like, <laughs> well, that's good to know. You know, nothing like too personal. I don't get any, no. get in the weeds about any, <laughs> you know, sexual details or anything. But honestly, I think I've told you this before. There's like a small part of me that actually likes going on bad dates because I love having a bad date story to tell because oh, it's fucking hilarious. I like, there's so love many the bad dumpster
1: date. fires
0: out here that like, I'm like, even if this is a bad date, it's probably going to be hilarious. So like, whatever, like the guy that I went on a date with that bought me a $5 beer. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. Like, really appreciate it. And he's like, don't worry, you'll get the next round. And then he ordered an $80 bottle of wine and a bunch of snacks. And I was like, cool, I guess we're going to split this. And then we got the check and he was like, you're around.
1: That guy was a sociopath. Who he is but like it was so shocking that I just paid for it. <laughs> You're like, I'll pay $80 for
0: the story. <laughs> uh yeah, now I have the story. It's one of my favorite bad date stories to tell. What did you think about
1: the Miranda kissing Sid thing? I didn't care for that. I didn't either. I get and what they were going for in the joke of like, God, why can't I just make this work? Because then I could be a cool lesbian I in know. a relationship. I know. But you don't, like, it was rude that she just automatically in, was like, we're in when her boss asked her for, to dinner. So, like, good sport mm-hmm. of Sid for obviously, like, dressing up and going to dinner and playing this charade for <clears throat> a woman she doesn't know. And then like, oh, you get like a bad kiss thrust upon you in the elevator.
0: Oh my gosh, I know.
1: But so, I mean, hopefully, Sid is like telling has a good story to tell her friends now.
0: I also did not like that, but for a little bit of a different reason. I mean, those reasons also, but I was just like, so I don't actually know if Cynthia Nixon was like out at the time, but like she is mm-hmm. actually in real life bisexual, if I recall correctly.
1: Yeah, that,
0: but so I think it would have been really interesting to like actually have her be bisexual and date women, but because that didn't like play into their like kind of funny story arc of like, uh, dating so bad. Like, why can't I just date women? That didn't they fit play into. it that off for laughs. And- I know. Instead of like being like, oh, maybe Miranda is bisexual or queer or whatever, I. I would have personally have liked that plot line to develop differently, but it did not um, in very predictable fashion. The desperation of Sean, very relatable. You know, when someone you meet initially comes on too strong, there are like a couple of things that go through your mind. One is like, why is this person so desperate? And then the other thing, if you actually like them is like, okay, when is the other shoe going to drop? And we're going to like, find out something crazy about this person because people are presenting, you know, their best selves when they're dating someone, not their real self always. I just don't know why your real self and your best self can't be the same. I get it. No one's perfect, but like, we could have some more transparency. Anyway, that was relatable to me. I've been on dates with many, I guess, like marriage track minded men. And it is always very
1: off putting. I have just a funny, I I did like Peter and patience, his wife's name. Uh-huh. It was like a, a couple's thing that I felt like they snuck in there that she went out to get the good muffins and they only refer to them as yeah. the good muffins. And that's such like a little like annoying relationship thing where it's like they they both refer to it as a certain thing. And mm-hmm. I liked how they threw that in there. I thought that was funny. That is um, funny.
0: You and Mitch also do that with bagels. You're like, no, the good bagels.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe that's why I thought it was funny because that's something that <laughs> Mitch and I do all the time, or well, just like just like those inside joke comments. I mean, I I admit it's annoying. It's not as annoying as her. Oh, Carrie's, Carrie's favorite couple who eat pasta with their hands off each other's boards. I didn't like that couple. They were weird. Yeah. They're like, they oh, we're, we're married. Yeah. Don't you remember when you wore that white dress? Ah, aren't we adorable? That is a really annoying thing.
0: Like that is an annoying couple thing. I don't mind the inside joke thing as long as it's not like, all the time
1: <laughs> yeah I've known people I think who've done it you and Mitch are
0: pretty well balanced um it never bothers me when I'm staying with you guys oh that's good this was the um, first episode where we didn't see Mr.
1: Big so it is mm-hmm. gotta say didn't miss him that much <laughs> yeah I mean you could tell already he's he's pretty terrible I have just like some random notes. The guy who introduces Miranda to Sid is played by H. John Benjamin. Uh, he's a voice actor. He does Archer and Bob from Bob's Burgers um, and a bunch <laughs> of stuff. So it's really funny. like oh, I know that guy.
0: What nostalgia factors did you kind of feel with this episode? I think obviously again the smoking inside. Mm-hmm. Um, I
1: noticed in at least two scenes they were making a show of drinking plastic bottled water. And that was like, I should have looked it up. Sometime in the nineties, Pepsi and Coke decided to start selling bottled water. And it became like a thing. Like it was very trendy to have a, a, like a gross plastic bottle with you wherever you went. And I feel like they were, there's like one scene where Carrie's drinking this giant plastic jug. And that just seemed very, I don't think they would do that in TV show now. It was very nineties
0: so funny i did not even notice that <laughs> yeah there was definitely water bottles in the sports scene
1: the hats. the hats is that what you said the hats in the first scene carrie is wearing a heart when she's like leaving her apartment she's in her dirty hallway which i loved uh like to go to the hampton she's wearing like a a terrible like bucket hat and then when she's, I think it's when she's with Sean when she's, dating, when she's with Sean and they're like kissed, she's wearing like a blue bucket hat. And then Sanford's wearing a terrible hat too. So these bucket hats were Stanford's everywhere in this hat. episode. That wasn't a bucket hat though. That was like a I don't even know what you would call that
0: hat. It was like a really wide, all around brimmed hat. And it was like black. I don't know. No, I don't I'm, It was a, it was pretty goofy.
1: I guess that touches on nostalgia and fashion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was my big fashion takeaway.
0: Honestly, in terms of fashion, the main thing I noticed was like, oh, Stanford doesn't look fucking terrible this time.
1: <laughs> yeah. And oh, Carrie was wearing a tube top, which I know was an. It was a beige tube top,
0: and I was like,
1: that Carrie, she really
0: knew '90s fashion.
1: Love that for her.
0: What did you think about? Uh, Charlotte taking Samantha home
1: with her to like babysit. That her, seemed oddly motherly. Like, did, did they never get drunk before? I mean, it wasn't like she had been Ruthie or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, oh, she can't stand up.
0: Yeah, but- I initially thought it was like a nice thing, and then I was like, I don't know. Just- actually feels like being an overbearing thing. Well, especially that she she ends up going out
1: in her underwear.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like she could have just she could have just gone home and been fine, like taking a taxi. I will say there's been times in New York where I've been like so fucking drunk that I get in a taxi and I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. (laughs) Did I tell you about the time when it was my birthday or the day before my birthday and I got super trashed at a work party because it was like the summer party, but also about to be my birthday and also like my last week of work. So everyone was like, have a million shots. And I was like in a bad state. And so I got in a taxi and I was like, you know, told them my address, which I lived on Broadway, but I didn't specify in Brooklyn. And so I fell asleep in the taxi. And then when I woke up, I was like on the, um, at the address, right. but I was in Manhattan and not Brooklyn. And I was like, oh shit. So maybe that's why she took Samantha
1: home. But she also could have just gone, taken the taxi for two stops and like made
0: sure that Samantha got, we know that none of them her. are hurting and fucking up everyone's name. Make sure that Samantha got home. Yeah no I don't I don't know I initially thought it was nice and then I was like no this is just overbearing and obviously like a plot device so that Charlotte can like slut shame Samantha for the millionth time.
1: I was fine with that whole storyline of hooking up with the doorman until he was talking about he's so lonely since he left home and he just wants to feel a woman's caress and then I was like ew I don't like it when you talk like that. I don't either I thought it was kind of funny though it was. No, this episode was pretty funny. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. No. And I like the name. I feel like this is our first kind of creative name.
0: Yeah. A little punny,
1: a little punny and a a lot of, you know,
0: obviously cold war references. She also referenced it as, um, what did she say? She basically said that like the war between singles and marrieds, is like the Irish war or something. Oh, the war with yeah And, Northern and Ireland. They're basically the same people, but just for some reason they're fighting. And I was like, I get what she's saying, but I don't think people in Ireland and Northern people, Ireland would really love to hear
1: that. <laughs> people have been dying for centuries.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Let's uh let's touch on the the episode of research. So no, this episode came out June 21st, 1998. Wow. It was directed by Nicole Hulo Center. I don't know how to say that, but HOLOF Center and was written by Michael Patrick King. I think you yeah. can really tell that it was a different writer than Darren Starr because he wrote the first two. Yeah, It had a different tone and like vibe to it. It so was it, felt- it was better. It was better. And I was like, I hope Darren just stops because we don't like him. So, some things about Nicole, the director. uh, So, she was a student of Martin Scorsese, which is exciting. She has been pretty successful in directing. So, she was nominated for an Academy Award for Adapted Screenplay for that movie, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Which is uh, the movie with Melissa McCarthy. I know. And I think the whole premise is she's basically like forging. Old letters from
1: authors or something. She's like forging something. Yeah, it's based on a true story. I've not seen the movie, but I know the the story. Yeah. And then she's also
0: directed um the movie Friends with Money.
1: Oh, I've seen that. And
0: she she's done a bunch of episodes. It seems like her thing is that she directs very women-centric TV shows and movies a lot. So she's directed episodes for Gilmore Girls, One Mississippi, which is the one with Tignataro. Great um, show. Yeah, I think she did the pilot of that one. She has done an episode of um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Orange is a New Black. Oh, wow. Uh, she also did an episode of Six Feet Under, which is not necessarily a female centric show, but I love that show. Yeah, so, good.
1: Go, Nicole. Yeah. So a good career.
0: I think between just like having a new writer this episode and a better director, while the other directors were fine, you really feel a different kind of um, like tone and feel for this episode, which I appreciate. Yeah,
1: I'm excited to see what this next episode is going to be like. Are we going to go back to the old ways or are we moving into a newer, funnier direction? Yeah problematic. And the
0: other thing that was like good about this episode is that I didn't hate all of the characters like I usually do.
1: Yeah. They were more likable this time around. Yeah, they didn't all make just the worst decisions. All right.
0: Yeah. So I think that is officially all that I have for this episode. Should we rate for the week? Well, first of all, we have to say the hero and the villain for the week. So hero of the week. For me, was Carrie actually? I never thought I would say this, but she uh, she made some good points that I resonated with, yeah. and
1: overall
0: wasn't too problematic throughout the whole thing. And you know, she could have stayed in that comfortable, very needy, very clinging relationship with Sean, but she decided that she would rather just do her own thing,
1: and I commend her for that. Who do you think the hero was? I think I'm going with Carrie as well. I like, wow. I like how she handled the flasher situation and mm-hmm. introducing Sean to Charlotte was actually a good friend move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. overall, overall she made good decisions. I'm proud of her this yeah. week. She did good this week. She did good this week.
0: The villain is obviously patience. Yeah. <laughs> because- or fear. No, I, I don't think Peter's the villain, honestly. Peter's just like a weird little schlubby man. Like he's, yeah. Not that like, me, like men should be accountable for their actions, but like it was just like clearly just not a thing. And I just don't like that Patience took out her anger on Carrie instead of her husband, who was the one that did the wrong yeah. thing.
1: Yeah, no, she shouldn't be apologizing to Carrie for his yeah. terrible actions. Exactly. And of course
0: Carrie was gonna tell her friends that happened. It was like weird and funny. Like, why are you getting mad at her because she told her friends? Right. Why can't you just have a sense of humor and you all laugh about it because it's funny? Um yeah, sorry listeners, I know you thought we were gonna say one of the big four was the villain this week, but they were all pretty well behaved, so It's patience for me. Who did you think the villain was, Kristen?
1: I mean, when you say patience, it's hard to argue with that. I think you are right. If I was (laughs) going to pick one of the four gals, I would think it was Miranda because that was a non-consensual kiss and we hold women to the same standards we hold men. So I agree. Miranda was not doing great this week either. You shouldn't just kiss a person because you want to see if it arouses anything in you.
0: Also, you Not can't cool. just like, okay. use people for- Right. For- that was actually a real Carrie move of Miranda. Been hanging <laughs> to- out with
1: Carrie too much. To use
0: people for your own professional gain. All right. So ratings for the week. We're rating sex and we're rating the city. Um, sex. I don't know. Not much was happening except for Samantha and the doorman. So yeah, I'm just gonna give it a three because there was nothing exceptional
1: for sex this week. I'm going with a two because there wasn't any. And the doorman you had said in your recap, he was hot, but then we see him without a shirt and he has a little boy chest, and I was like, mm. he was like clearly very young. You're right. Uh, what about um, the city? The city,
0: I'm going to say three again, because again, there was just like nothing extraordinary. And like, to me, three is baseline, nothing extraordinary. Um, Also, you know, part of it was in the Hamptons, not even the city. So I'm going to say three. What do you think?
1: I don't want to be the hater. I was going to say two, because we don't see very much of the city and we do get the comment at the beginning that the best part about the city is leaving it which disagree the best part of the about summer is when everybody goes out of the city and you get to hang out and nothing's crowded but don't tell that's people that's true
0: but it's nice to leave the city sometimes I think you might be being a little bit of a hater but we will accept that score from but you. Now. you know
1: what I'm going I'm, I'm going with it too I'm the <laughs> hater I'm the villain of the week. What can I say? Yeah, I revise.
0: I revise my villain of the week. It's Chris. I want
1: more city shots and I want more appreciation, yeah, for not leaving the city. No, really, I just want more. I want them to do more city stuff. I guess Carrie was walking around with Sean for a bit, but other than yeah, that,
0: and Stanford, but like you can't even really tell where they are. yeah, all right. well, Do you want to close this
1: out? Yeah, that was our show for season one, episode three. Next week, please join us for episode four, Valley of the 20-something Guy. And until then, we hope you have a good week. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.